When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and after a couple of weeks off, I'm back here with Chris Awelmo. How are you doing, Chris? Good morning, Craig. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, busy busy week ahead, so just doing as much prep as I can. Uh, cramming and then uh, coming up to Scotland uh, Friday and Saturday this week and then obviously doing my bit for Top Sport on Sunday. So busy, busy. Can't complain. Yeah, no, me too, me too. Uh, and we, we were so busy that we couldn't even do any shows for the last couple of weeks, but we're back now. And in that time, so much has happened. We'll get to some of that later on. But first, we'll talk about one of your old clubs and their cup victory at the weekend. They beat Livingston 1 0 in the Betfred Cup final. Sean Rooney with the only goal of the game. You must have been delighted to see your old club lift another trophy. Yeah, I was. You know, it was, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement by again a good group of players. I'm delighted for for Callum Davidson. You know, a club that that he loves. You know, where it all started for him. You know, it was crazy. 1994. You know, it's it's a, it's a long time, isn't it? So uh, uh, no, I'm delighted. You know, I think uh, the game itself it was it was uh, an edgy one, wasn't it? It was just a, a tense affair, uh, and like you say, that that little bit of quality. You know, Sean Rooney as well, you know, fair play. You know, I think uh, it's testament that, you you know, when the chance comes, you have to take it. You know, I think uh, McNamara's went down back to Millwall. I think they brought in another player as well. James Brown. Millwall. Yeah, James yeah. Brown's his name. Uh, yeah. But again, you just have to make sure that when that chance comes, you make sure that you're you're on your front foot, you're, you're at a level that you can come in and, and make a positive impact to the group. You know, he's a big character. Yeah, he's a big character, very enthusiastic. You know, one of those infectious characters around the dressing room that I, you know that everyone will will buzz off and and, and love. And uh, even though 
he's not playing. It's quite hard for a character like himself to not be like that. You know what I mean? So he's infectious to be around. So fair play to him that he's kept himself at a, a level. He scored what? He scored in the quarterfinals, the semi-final and the final. That's amazing. You know what I mean? And that's from that's from that kind of wing-back position as well, which is, you know what? It's 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 one of those, it's, it's one of the hardest positions to play because if you look at it in modern football now, as a wing-back, even as a full-back, you are the position that probably sees most of the ball. You know, that's, that, that's where you've got to do your job defensively, but offensively you've got to be right on the money as in your the service the delivery and even if you can bring goals to that as well which which he which he is by the way uh he's he's ticking all boxes so uh he's not he's not he's not doing himself any harm whatsoever big big summer coming is has he done enough you know i think it's i think it's from now to the end of the season that's uh it's going to warrant if uh, if steve clark uh uh, includes him or not, but as he's he's on the right path at the minute. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think if he continues this between uh, this kind of form, he can't be ignored in the summer, basically, because that's a position where we could potentially upgrade on or upgrade our backup at least. I, I do think that um, there's a potentially a, a position there in the squad for him, uh, but. It could just be that this is a bit of a purple patch and he, he doesn't maintain this form and he's maybe not quite good enough. But I'd like to think that he is because uh, to add to what you've said about wing-backs there as well, they're just they're expected to get up and down uh, the side of the pitch all day and be really fit. And he just seems like yeah. he's got he's got that, he's got the drive and he's, he's even got a bit of quality as well and a set-piece threat. And I think that's something else that would get Steve Clark's attention, the fact that he's getting his head on a lot of set pieces and putting quite a lot of them in the back of the net as well. And about his interview, I'd never heard him interviewed uh, before, and it was brilliant because he was just—he was just unfiltered. He—it was everything from him uh, tearing up talking about his late mum to saying, "Well, if Callum Davidson had played me all season, maybe we wouldn't be in the yeah. bottom six and all this kind yeah. of stuff." I just yeah. thought it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. You know, that's something that you've got to commend them on. You know, so many times that. Uh, players have have got to kind of watch what they say because they're they're scrutinised so much. So it's been, it's happened a couple of times, you know. Like we we even make like we Ryan Christie after we we qualified, yeah. you know. It's like that unfiltered, uh, and we all relate to it because you know it's been a difficult it's been a difficult year and a half for for, for everyone. So uh, no, I, I'm delighted for him. Like you say, that I think the competition for places, you know, what you have got Liam Palmer, Stephen O'Donnell, who's who's in and I think done very well in that position. But again. He's more suited. I think he's more athletic. He's got a presence. He's got that little bit of quality, and like you say, that aggression from uh, from set pieces as well, and and actually scoring goals from 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 set pieces. It, it can only be a positive. You see a purple patch, but there's a lot of players that don't have those purple patches. If he can maintain it, if he can actually. What a great time to come into form, by the way. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, so again, if he can maintain it, and he'll know exactly what on it. And obviously, Callum Davidson is, sh- is shouting from the rooftops as well uh, that he's definitely uh, he's definitely got the quality to go in there and do a job for Steve Clark. Did you get much media, media training when you were uh, when you were playing? Was that like a common thing to happen? 
No, to be fair, it wasn't. Uh, I have to say, I've I've been I've been stitched up a few times. Uh, I remember you telling I, me when you were asked a yes no question, and the guy took that as you actually saying the line or something. Was that, that right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was I have to put before I got into the Scotland squad. It was I have to put a, a Mick in front of my a Willemo, Mick Willemo, and I just kind of laughed. I never even said yeah or no, and basically it was quoted in the paper that I'd said it. So I was very weary at that point, and that's what I'm trying to say. It's like I went over to Denmark very early on uh, and it was one of those things uh, you don't really get taught I think at, at the clubs now you've always got the media officer beside you they're recording everything as well so if there is any issue with a quote they've got it you, they're backed up you'll know that by by when you do your interviews Craig there, there is always probably a media person from the club a representative there recording the interview as well and that's that's because people do get a little bit naughty sometimes so uh I think uh, more and more you're seeing this kind of unfiltered and it's and it's more relatable. We don't want the same bog standard answers, the, the football cliches, you know. We want that honesty because that's what we that's that's what we relate to. They're human beings at the end of the day. Uh and it was it was fantastic to see that raw emotion yeah. from uh, from Rooney. I just thought the whole celebration. I actually enjoyed the post match more than I did the match. It wasn't the greatest game. It was it was it was pretty interesting. Um well, you've got to, to feel extent. for Murray Davidson, surely. You've got to that was, yeah. interview and how, how devastated he was. You know, he was injured the last time when I was at the club. Uh, so what's that like for a player, team? knowing that they're not going to be involved? Like in the whole build-up uh, the week, so going back to like 2014, what, what's, it, what's that like for a player? Like seeing everybody else getting ready and buzzing and, and knowing you're not going to be involved? Yeah, devis- it is devastating. Now, just being injured as a player, is devastating, devastating, Craig. Watching the guys come in, come into the physio room, go out to training, coming in, having that kind of the little buzz and the laugh around, and you're not really involved in it. That's difficult. But when there's big occasions like this, it's even worse. You know, it, it's quite interesting when you read Murray Davison's uh, interview when he said the last time in 2014 he got injured in in January, so he wasn't really. He never really felt part of it, but it, it, it was easier to take because the boys went on and they, they qualified. They, they went through round, round, round. And then obviously the final came around and it was just good to be around. It was fantastic at the club, a club that he loves. But he he was a, he was, was he not man of the match, the game against Hibs? I was going to say he, he, the reason? He, he had played a big part in them getting to the final this time. Yeah, yes. I'm sure he scored in one of the rounds as well, if I remember Ex- correctly. Exactly. And the thing was, the injury that he took, it was touch or go. It was a six-week injury. Probably another week, he would have probably made some sort of appearance. Uh, so it's a hard one to take. That's a club that he loves. Uh, the the two big, the two big uh, cup finals where they both go on and win. Uh, and he he was at the club. He was a player at the club, and he's not actually he's not went there. And I think the boys got him included in going and getting on there and lifting the trophy and all that. Which yeah, was, that was nice which to was see. great. Which was great, you know. So so it was quite br- brutal honesty from him as well. And it kind of you can see that emotion how devastated he was. He, he said that he feels that he's let his family down, his his daughter, you know. And it's as it it's it really touches you, doesn't it? Because yeah, it does. I don't think we realise. Well, I don't think people that haven't played the game realise. That just being injured is is, is is hard enough but being injured when there's such great success mm-hmm. that the club is experiencing and you're a big part of that as well by the way it must it, it must be devastating for him so I, I, I feel for him but delighted in the professionalism that he showed 
Yeah, the, the personal side of footballers is something that I've definitely come to appreciate more in recent years. Uh, when I was well, younger, not just footballers, Craig, managers as well. Yeah, Let's well, everybody involved. Yeah, of course. Yeah, human beings, human beings. Exactly. I think that does get lost a lot, and it I, it was definitely lost on me for a lot of my uh, football supporting life. It's something that I've definitely come to appreciate a lot more. But yeah, the the Murray Davidson one. I mean. Murray Davidson is this kind of player where if it wasn't for his injury history, he would have been long gone from St. Johnston by now. So he's one of these ones who kind of, one of the reasons he's still at St. Johnston is because he is, he, yeah. because he's like, he's, he's prone to injury and, and, and that's kind of hindered him a bit because the guy's got so much talent and he, he was like bought for like 50 grand. I'm sure it was, it was from Livingston, wasn't it? But yeah. him and Dave Mackay yeah. at the same time for like 50 grand or something like that. And just what a bargain. It just really sums up how well St. Johnston has been run over the years, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I think he is a fantastic player. You know, I think he's got some great talent. And you're right. You know, if it wasn't for that that the injury injuries he's had, he, he wouldn't be. He'd, he'd be way way gone. You know, I think the, the the thing about it as well, when you have these injuries and you come back and you strengthen things, then you you, you change your your body mechanics and you come back and it just it creates creates other issues so you know hopefully he comes back and he keeps himself fit and just plays plays as uh, as much as he can because he's, he is massive for the football club and he's he's been well looked after at the football club as well but he's been a great servant yeah hopefully they get to another cup final for him I mean I don't know how many yeah. I don't know how long he's got left but hopefully <laughs> they get to one more cup final for him um, one one more person I want to talk on before uh, touch on before we move on and that's Callum Davidson I think um this guy has a huge future in the game as a coach, doesn't he? I mean, he's he's already well regarded down south. He's already um, been taken on by the likes of Gary Rowett at some decent sized clubs in England, and now he's he's come up here. He's picked a job that really, really fits him. He knows the club inside out, and he's won a trophy on his debut season. It, it just looks like this guy's really going to go somewhere in the game, doesn't it? He is the real deal, I have to say. You know, as a person, you know, I think man management, they say is 80% of uh, of coaching and, 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 and being a manager. You know, I think he knows the club. He knows he can handle the politics upstairs. When I was at the club, obviously Tommy Wright had his heart heart issues so Callum Davidson came in and took over uh, for a period of what five, six, seven games uh, so again he knows it but again he's, he's been down in, in England uh, Gary Rowett had him what, at Derby uh, Stoke City Millwall so you know I like Callum I've got a lot of time for him I think as a coach I thought he was outstanding I thought the sessions that he put on really looked at the 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 the, the, the individuals but as a collective as well I think he improves players uh, he, he has a, a strong identity of what, what he wants his team to go out and do and I think but he's got a fantastic way of putting that to the players he's got a fantastic way of of including uh, certain certain uh, training exercises to improve that and implement that, that that kind of brand of football that he wants to play you know and as well as that he, you can just listen to him all day he loves football he loves football but he can also talk to you about the the, the private side of life you know and and and, and be he's, I know from a fact as a manager as a person that his door's always open that the players can go to him and talk to him about anything and he'll come down he'll have the respect of all players but he can come down hard he's got that side to him as well that if someone's taking the, the mickey that he, he'll, he, he can be ruthless and you have to have that as a manager so I can't talk highly enough about Callum I think he's again he's done something in his debut season which 
what, what, it's what, a, what a fantastic return. You know, Tommy Wright said when he walked away from the job that he's that Callum's inheriting a fantastic group of players. He's come in, he's implemented it, he's tweaked a few things, but they shouldn't be where they are in, in the Premier League. You know, they've dominated games, they've, they've created chance after chance and what... And he's been critical of is they've not finished those chances. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's what it comes down to. You know, so uh hopefully from this they'll kick on. They'll have that that era of confidence of won the, the, the cup and uh and can they now put that kind of form into the league and just grind out results, you know. They're already playing with a brand of football that we all like to watch, but it's about getting results, putting points on the board now. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be coming in a bit of form now. They certainly have in recent weeks, and um, I mean, they've done so. He's stuck to his guns at the start of the season, like you said. They were they were they were creating chances, but not really scoring. And he's kept the same shape. He's persisted largely by the same shape. He's obviously tweaked it here and there. I mean, every manager does, but he's not. The point I'm trying to make is he's not. He's not just all ripped it up and started again. He's not like panicked and done anything like that, like some managers can do. He's stuck to it. He's believed in the players that he's got and and yeah, he's getting results now and he's won a cup in his debut season, which which is absolutely fantastic. We'll move on now to the second thing we're going to talk about and that is your team, Chris Celtic. A lot's happened since we, uh, since we last spoke yeah. and uh, the main thing, I suppose, is Neil Lennon has resigned. Do you think uh, the time had come? Do you think that was the right decision for him to go in the end? Yeah, you know, this is a difficult one for me because I've got a lot of respect for Neil. You know, I've I've... I've 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 read a lot about what he's saying, and I understand where he's coming from uh, about the now the bloodlust and people wanting him out of his job. Now we understand that this season was going to bring more pressure than than any season's previous because the ten in a row was 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 a chance. Uh, Rangers were were definitely right on par with how competitive it was going to be, you know. Uh, so. <laughs> it's a result business and he understands that and he understands that there's going to be criticism for the performances and the results but then when it goes a little bit further than that and he says that the the media has had an agenda and I think the media has always had an agenda in fairness with when it comes to Celtic and Rangers now but he's got to be prepared and he's got to know that he's going to get asked those difficult questions being in that in that hot seat you know I think he's 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 batted it away and he's done very well but then when the pressure has got too much you could see you could see the cracks you know you really could and I think for his own as a human being as what he's done you know I think I think you can't really argue with with how how great he's been for Celtic as a as a player and and as a manager you know but if he feels that he's taken the club as far as he can and there's going to be a massive change. I think there's going to, there's got to be there's got to be a complete overhaul of players. You know, uh, there's some great quality there, uh, and the players have got to take responsibility as well. And it's something that I've said for a long time, Craig, that they've fallen short. They've they've been asked a question and they've not had the answers too many times this year. There's been too many individual errors. You know, the manager gets the manager takes the brunt of that, but the players have to step up and they have done an occasion and said, you know what this is us this comes down to us I'd like it a little bit more so but there's been a lot of negativity for the fact that it has been so much pressure you know the fans how they've reacted to players cars the buses and all that was you know it was a disgrace it was an absolute disgrace and that's that's the negativity that that, that dark cloud that's hung over the club so uh, yeah it's difficult 
because you know you're you're still thinking you know what this this the, the way that the form was going that that defeat against Ross County just epitomised what the season was all about and and it, it was it was devastating for me you know watching it but you know it's it's football at the end of the day there's a lot more serious uh, things going on in the world but the players have to bounce back they have to come back and and it's going to be a re rebuild for for the next campaign I feel. I think I, I agreed with Lennon to an extent that I think there were a few occasions where he was asked things that were maybe a little bit disrespectful. I think I think there are I'm not gonna name any names, but I think there are a few people who sometimes are chasing a headline with their question and it can yeah. it can it can be at the expense of showing any compassion for the for the person that you're interviewing or any kind of um thought about how about their well-being and I actually think it got to the point where I thought Celtic had a duty to relieve Lennon of his duties because I think it was getting to the point where for his own health he needed to get away from that job because every interview he was getting angry with whoever was asking questions Um, God knows what was going on behind the scenes between him and the players Uh, and I just think that there's no doubt in what he's achieved in the game as a player and a manager and that kind of thing but things sometimes naturally come to an end and I think things naturally came to an end a while ago for Lennon and Celtic and I think they've both kind of clung on and I really do think that like I say for his own health it's probably a good thing that he's that he's away yeah. for away from well, it just now well they've, they've both clung on because they have such a great relationship yeah and this is the thing so if I'm the owner and I'm going to him and I'm saying, look, how, how are you feeling? He says, well, right, I need to work on this, this and this. You know, right, okay, we know, we love you to bits. That relationship is, is stronger than ever. Okay, the results and the performance have been great, but he's going to have the support of the club. But then, like you say, I think, I think Neil himself and the people close to him have said, you know what, this is damaging you now. This is really taking an effect not only on what you are doing and what you're in front of, but when you bring it home, when you can walk in that door and you're supposed to leave it outside, he's bringing it in, and that's I think that's what has made him make this choice, you know. So, so you know what, you can't argue with what he's done for the football club, and we wish him all the best. But he needs to take some some time away from the game, recharge, and then go again when 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 that time's right. Yeah, I think that's fair. And what about something I wanted to ask you? Um, obviously, you're a pundit now, and how is there difficulties in when you are criticising people? And maybe like you're asked the question, I'm talking more generally beyond Len, and just in general talking about managers losing their jobs and things like that. Is that something that you try not to do, or is it something that you approach a certain way? Is, is, is there, are there difficulties in it? Especially if it's someone that you know that you're well, maybe friends with or something. Definitely, yeah. There is difficulties in it. You know, it's uh, we, we all know that the game is ruthless. We all know that it's a result business, and and the people in the hot seat know that as well. You know, it's uh, I try and be brutally honest. You know, and that's something that it is hard. I have had a lot of uh, a lot of friends in the hot seat at clubs, and then I've got to comment on them. Uh, and there's some that I agree it's the right way to go and there's some that I don't agree but again it's just my honest opinion on it and I'll always I'll always give them a call afterwards even if they've even if they have heard my interview and and, and I have said you know what it's 
it's it's it's gone on too long now. You know, the manager himself, if he's sat in front of the group of players and he knows that, that he, he can't get them singing that that tune or whatever it may be, then it's that time and, and you have that 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 kind of that that honest conversation. But it's not something you can shy away from because it's something that happens so often in the game of football. So if a team is performing poorly or they've got a run of bad results but performing well, then you always try and look for that out. You you always try and look, you know what, the team's still performing well, he's still getting them doing what, but it's still individual errors that's costing them points. They need to address that. If they don't, then it's gonna they're putting the club in a difficult position that so you just have to be honest with it, Craig. You know, I don't I don't I wouldn't say that I shy away from it. If I'm asked the question, I'll look at it and I'll give it my honest opinion on Neil Lennon. I, I know why he stuck it out for so long I know why the club gave him the time because of what he'd done what he's done in the past his reputation the relationship they had but I know now that he's walked away that he's done it for the right reasons uh, and, and the most important reasons which is his his health and looking forward, uh, do you have any idea what kind of appointment Celtic should go for? I mean, obviously they still need to appoint, people are saying that they should probably appoint their sporting director before they uh, look at their new manager, but is there any type of manager, any names, your 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 old mate Eddie Howe, for instance? Yeah, well, you know, I, I, Eddie Howe, uh, I thought he was a fantastic coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was one that really improved. He had a real uh, identity about how he wanted to play his football. I thought his, I thought his man management skills were could could be improved on. You know, because the way that we, the relationship that we had. But as a coach and a manager, I thought he was excellent. And like you say, if he had, if he had belief in you, he would put hundred percent into you. You know, so again, I think. Uh, it has to be a long-term uh, uh, job, you know. It has to be it has to be a long-term view, you know. Eddie Howe is he thinking is he to do what Brendan Rodgers do, has done is to come in for a year, two years, and then try and get that 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 move back down south, you know. It's it's one of them. It has to be long a longer-term contract, and that it has to be a long-term viewpoint, you know. I done my badges with John. Uh, and a fantastic, fantastic guy. You know, I think he turned down the Hibs job, didn't he, before he went in uh, as Neil Lennon. So, yeah, I think he so, was mentioned for the Motherwell job. I don't know how close he was, but I think he was mentioned in, uh, for that as well. And he's well, he's highly thought of at the, uh, at the club. They do see him as a future manager there, don't they? Yeah. No, but he, he's fantastic. Like you say, I've done my, my, my B licence and my A licence uh, with John, and he's, he is... He is a brilliant character, fantastic, fantastic uh, student of the game, uh, and you can just see the way that he holds himself. He has that respect, you know. Uh, so again, it's it's one of them. We'll see we'll see how it plays out out for John. But there's there's going to be a few. There's going it's a massive job, you know. But that it, it is a big big job ahead as well. The the whole rebuilding process, you know, because. I think the way that Rangers are at the minute, they're they're the team to beat, aren't they? You know, they're the one that's uh, that's setting the pace at the minute, and uh, there's a bit of a gap there between Celtic and Rangers at the minute, uh, and, it, and it pains me to say that. Well, from a team uh, looking for a new manager to a team that should be looking for a new manager, I know you're not going to let me. We, we were arguing off air before we came on. I was talking about how um, I'm not happy with how Hearts are doing, and you weren't allowing me to not be happy about how Hearts are doing. Um, I'm not calling for Robbie Nielsen to go. That was that was a bit of an exaggeration. I, I am still a bit concerned though because the narrative seems to be again at Hearts that 
we need another rebuild in the summer. And I'm just thinking, how many summers are we going to go into saying we need another rebuild? I would be happy, given the circumstances at the moment, with COVID and all these kind of things, the fact that we've been relegated unfairly in the first place and all that kind of stuff, or with the season being cut short, um, I'd be happy just to get up any which way and then see how we get on next season. If I kind of saw some sort of plan being put in place or some building blocks towards us kind of becoming a more complete team, and I just don't see it. I see these kind of... I see these signings coming in that are not really cutting it. I, I, I see I see us persisting with players that aren't playing well every week. I see us persisting with the same um, way of trying to play and it not working. And yeah, I, I I don't know. And and we've we've drawn the last three games and just looked really poor. And all but we're going behind in so many games. We're just not dominating enough. And when you're a team that's got we're supposed to be running away with it and I know that that doesn't mean that you absolutely will I still think we should be performing a bit better from week to week tell me I'm wrong Chris well I think you're wrong (laughs) I'll I'll be honest with you I think you're wrong you know I think uh, the the only question uh, that you can throw at hearts uh, before a ball was kicked this year is promotion they're sitting in first place they're 12 points clear I know uh, Wraith have got a couple of games in hand uh, but even if they win those couple of games in hand, they're, they're, they're still six points behind. You know, doesn't matter how they got up, they got up. They're still, you're, you're talking about the results, unbeaten in six, drawing the last three, and all of those games, do, they are dominant. You know, when you said they, they, aren't do, they are dominant. Yeah, we create a yeah. lot and don't score. Yeah, yeah well, but you, you said they're not dominant. So I'm just saying, yeah. They, <laughs> I'm okay, they, we're not, we're they, not. They are dominant. We're not but skeleton what teams. Guil- <laughs> what they're guilty of is not, not not uh, convert converting their chances. Yeah, and that's so. I under, understand that you want it to be a a, a a fantastic brand of football. Which, to be fair, the games that I've caught have been. I'm starting to sound you know, like a Celtic got, fan. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Well, it's, it's, you've got every right. <laughs> Play the Celtic right way because because. But you, what you've got to realise is that in difficult times, after getting relegated when you shouldn't have been relegated. They're sitting top of the table, 12 points clear. They're unbeaten in six. Okay, they've drawn the last three. But they if they if they got that if they got that first goal, they would have went on to, to win those games comfortably. And it's something that Robbie Nielsen's he's come out and, and, and he's actually said to the players, they have to have that ruthless killer streak about them. It can't be, you know what, we're enjoying this game of football. It's gonna happen. Be that person that makes it happen. Be that, be that ruthless. Twist the sword. You understand? It's not just nice. Oh yeah, we're playing this nice brand of football. We're on top because one one moment of quality from the other team in a game that they don't deserve. I think it was. I think the Morton game. They they scored with a first attempt on goal yeah. in the second. But that's so. What you're just saying? They're not dominant. The <laughs> well, first what? attempt on goal was in the sixty, well, I, the sixty seventieth minute. I mate. chose my words wrong. What I, what well, I was meaning was they're not you, blowing teams away. We're not scoring loads of goals from week to week. Is what I mean. Yeah, and that's what that's what you can criticise about. But coming up, getting promoted, Hearts are going to get promoted. I'm not. I don't. If you there's no arguments about that. Yeah. Hearts are going through a bit of a, a a funny spell at the minute. They're still unbeaten in six. I just worry how this winning, team would do winning. in the Premiership. I just like don't think about it. Don't think about it because <laughs> I think you've got seven, seven, Sound eight like my players, out of, seven, yeah, seven, eight players out of contract in the summer. 
you know, again, there'll be a few of them that will be getting let go. That then creates up space to bring in some quality. Robbie Nelson is 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 is, is scouting network, the recruitment policy. You know what? I think there'll be some good quality coming in, but the job's not done yet. So don't don't get ahead of yourself. They'll, they'll already they'll have players that they'll they'll be re- very well aware of. But again, until it is automatic, until it is secured, they can't then uh, put those uh, uh, get those contracts signed. But don't 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 worry so much. You know, like you're saying, you're disappointed. Okay, they've drawn the last three. Yeah, criticise them for the chances that they're missing, but it's still a nice brand of football. It's still creative football. They are creating a lot of chances. And yeah, criticise the chances that are missed. You know, it's the hardest thing to do in football. Craig has put the ball in the back of the net. At the minute, they're, they're, they're falling short. But again, they're, uh, they're, they're coming back in games. They're conceding the first goal and they're showing the character and the quality to come back and not lose games. Do not lose football matches. Keep putting points on the board, and that's exactly what Hearts are doing. So uh, I just feel, let's not think about, oh, what will this team be like in the Premiership? Because it's you're not in the Premiership, mate. You're in the Championship at the minute. But you're cheers, sitting, cheers for rubbing you're it sitting in. in you're sitting, <laughs> no, no, you're sitting in the number one spot. You, know, you right? will be playing Premiership football next year. There will be a lot of players going out, a lot of players coming in. Hopefully the fans are back. And again, that then gives Hearts more firepower because it's a massive club, mate. Massive club. Yeah, you know I'm a warrior. I need more Chris Willemo. Sorry, I've got your name wrong again. I need. I'm just going to say Chris. I need more Chris in my life. I need more positivity. I think uh, you can. You can come back. Uh, yeah. So I think we should just leave it there. I think we've gone over time. I think you've put me in my place. I need to go away and think about uh, the way I think about my own football team. I think. Don't <laughs> <Good, man. laughs> mind. always, mate. And thanks everyone for listening. Be sure to check out all the other content we have going up, including on our Patreon. And we'll see you again next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.